podcast. This is a podcast designed to be a resource for pastors and men's leaders as they build out an engaging ministry with their men. We do this because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. This podcast is sponsored by Men's Ministry Catalyst, a ministry in its 41st year doing exactly what we just said, guiding church leadership as they build an engaging ministry with their men. Hello, everyone. My name is Wendell Morton. I am the Executive Director of Men's Ministry Catalyst. It's so good to have you here today. I also want to introduce to you my co-host, Dale Udy. Dale, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Wendell. Good to be with you. I love this topic we're dwelling with and, and walking with today. That's right. Foundational, as I said last time, over and over again, but it is the base from which most things, other than our salvation, will grow and come from. In our last podcast, we connected the dots between discipleship and mentoring. That was building on the foundation that Dr. Jim Grassi, the founder of Men's Ministry, had talked about, and primarily in his book, The Spiritual Mentor. We looked at biblical mandate for being lifelong learners and being a follower of Christ, a devoted follower of Christ. We highlighted that every man needs a Paul-type mentor in his life, someone who can teach and model for another man how to live a true and authentic Christian life as he leads himself and his family. We also ended by challenging the men to begin to see themselves as a potential Paul figure. So not just finding a Paul, but being a Paul for another man, someone they can lead and share from their experience and how they face their own battles. Let me just put a parenthesis on this. It's hard to share what you don't know or what you haven't experienced. That's right. So to find a Paul before you be a Paul, Mm. in my mind, is a a critical factor. Mm -hmm. Dale, we're going to talk today about a couple of other mentoring relationships that are outlined in Scripture, specifically the Barnabas, which is the encourager, and the Timothy, which is the younger man in the faith. These are all important relationships to the Apostle Paul, and he had these in his life. Talk about your own experience, Dale, as you did so well last time, about how these relationships are best defined and how we can put them into play in our life. Well, Wendell, again, I think you're absolutely right that these two other types of relationships really round out what happens in a man's spiritual growth and development, that Paul relationship foundational. But at the same time, that Barnabas and Timothy relationship are really very key parts of that as well. Again, the first time that I heard the need for intentional mentoring relationships in my life was at a Promise Keepers conference many years ago. Dr. Howard Hendricks, who's now with the Lord, repeated the theme of his earthly ministry when he was speaking about the need for every man to simultaneously, I mean, at the same time, to have a Paul and a Barnabas and a Timothy relationship in their life. And, you know, it wasn't that he was saying, get one. No, get all three because of that importance in their life. And I can still remember him directly saying that you can influence someone from a distance, but you can only impact them up close. And that still resonates with me. Powerful. 
Yeah. So having looked at the importance of mentoring in our spiritual journey, along with the need to have a Paul uh, guiding us along uh, and to also be a Paul for another man, let's let's cover those briefly, those two other mentoring relationships known as the Barnabas and Timothy relationship. You all ready? I'm ready. We'll start by where do you find those in Scripture? Well, you know, in Acts chapter four, a man by the name of Joseph is brought into this inner circle of the apostles as they ministered. And the apostles soon started calling him Barnabas. They changed his name, obviously, because of what he was bringing to the group. And Barnabas truly just means son of encouragement. So this guy must have had the character and the abilities to be with and minister with them. But they also noted that he was bringing something else into the mix. And when Paul had his Damascus Road experience, when he saw the light, so to speak, (laughs) the other apostles were reluctant to welcome Paul in. They knew of him. His reputation was there. But this guy, this Joseph that they now call Barnabas, took Paul under his wing. Can you imagine what that must have felt like for Paul? Everybody else was shunning him or rejecting him. And Barnabas said, come with me and I'll show you. So, so in effect, Barnabas became Paul's Paul, if you will, discipled and mentored him. And soon Paul was ministering at the same level. They ministered together as co-laborers. And it's clear that scripture points out, several times that they really relied heavily on each other to accomplish more together than they could alone. So so to recap, a Barnabas relationship is the type of relationship that that's from a peer-to-peer perspective. Now, remember that while all mentoring relationships should have accountability built into them, the Barnabas relationship truly focuses on mutual respect Mutual accountability, where two men serve as co-laborers or partners together, if you will. Yeah. You know, I, I go back to your comment about, uh, which is, in the Bible talks about he changed his name because of his behavior and demeanor. Yeah. I have to think of my own life. If someone was going to change my name, what would they change it to? And is it the positive effect of, that John, now Barnabas, had? on the lives of those around him Mm. Uh, or is it something else? I mean, it's just a, it's a, it's a look in the mirror to say, who am I today? And how do people, how would people uh, see me if they're going to give me a name change? You know, it's a great way to think about it. If you're going to pat it in your life to earn the name that you would like to have, that's a key part of that. And, and obviously Barnabas, the fact that he would take Paul in and again, Paul was on the outs but these guys trusted this guy named Barn that they renamed Barnabas, and they said, yeah. "Look, you take him, and he's your problem." You know, I, I, I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I'm inflecting just a little bit into what Scripture header, but you know sure. how guys are. You know I how do. guys are. And Barnabas yeah. stepped out on the limb, so to yep. speak, to take Paul in and to really just to to have him. To, to quickly develop to be that ministry partner that Barnabas I think needed as well. So I think I think Barnabas shaped Paul into not only his mold, but then and encouraged him and took him into new heights that Paul never would have attained had not Barnabas taken him under his wing. You think of Barnabas as the encourager, 
Paul needed some of that in his life because he was a strict, you know, religious leader who was out to eliminate the Christian faith. And so to have that transformation in his life to become and when you read his read the 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 passages of scripture that paul wrote most of the new testament it's very encouraging it lives some strict guidelines but very encouraging it it really is but again if that door had not been opened by barnabas exactly. in the first place you know paul exactly. paul would be a uh, second-hand uh a worker in this but i think barnabas saw something and that's the key part I think of mentoring relationships just in general, but certainly this Barnabas relationship, we all need cheerleaders in our life. And, and Paul found one in Barnabas. And you know what? I think Barnabas found one in Paul too. I think there was that mutual respect for each other that developed early on and they needed each other. And I think that's what we're talking about is these spiritual character qualities and the related experience of someone who truly could help a person live out that call from Jesus and Matthew 4, 19, come follow me. I'll make you a fisher of men. I think that's a wonderful foundation piece, but Wendell in Acts chapter 16, we find that the apostle Paul found a young disciple by the name of Timothy in a town that he was visiting. And Timothy was the son of a devout Jewish mother and a Greek father. And, and the scripture tells us that those who knew Timothy all said what a fine young man he was. And Paul must have agreed because Paul began to recruit Timothy for the ministry, for the mission, for the travels, for the church planting. And, and ultimately, you ask this question, you know, when a person says to you, come, in effect, leave everything behind and follow me and come and be with me, you have to understand what was the commitment level of Timothy? Well, he must have been really committed because he allowed Paul to circumcise him so that Ooh. Timothy wouldn't be an offense to the Jews who lived in those regions. You know, and again, the, the, the ultimate expression, I guess, of putting some skin in the game, if you will. But, but <laughs> Timothy, Timothy was connected and he was committed. And I think that's what helped Paul and Timothy really bond together and both mutually benefit from their relationship as well. They truly needed each other. Timothy needed Paul's wisdom and instruction and Paul needed Timothy's dedication and, and his youthful exuberance. And yeah. Paul sent yeah. Timothy as his personal representative several times to churches and Paul longed to be reunited with Timothy, asking him to bring his personal items to him while he was in prison. Paul needed desired, wanted, and, and just, you know, cherished, I think, the relationship that he had with Timothy as well. Well, they were definitely uh, connected. They were close. Um, and it sounded like there was a deep brother relationship between the older Paul and the younger Timothy, where you're, you're there for your younger brother kind of mentality. And uh, I, I, I think that's awesome. Those are great reminders that all the spiritual growth and ministry are done in the context of a relationship. And those relationships provide truth. They provide encouragement and they provide accountability. Those are really important as we think about how am I going to grow and become the man God 
created and designed me to be. The guy, the man he thought about before he put the world together, as it says in Psalm 139. And he knit me together in my mother's womb. Why? Because he had a plan for me. And that plan can only be developed in the context of relationship with a Paul, with a Barnabas as the encourager and accountability, and with a Timothy that we're pouring our life into. It sounds like a, a great combination. This has well been said. awesome. Well said. This, this has been awesome. <clears throat> well, these last two sessions have brought some really great truth. Men who are serious about spiritual growth need to find a Paul. I know in my life, I had several. And without the Paul in my life, I would not be the man of God that I am today. Hmm. I am indebted dramatically to them. And then we grow best by showing others the way. I think of Barnabas and Timothy uh, with Paul. I mean, he was learning how to share his faith in a way that people could accept and, and receive. Uh, and the Timothy and the Barnabas were really critical to him. And one last point, Dale, that you talked about, I think, throughout the piece, transparency is really critical. And it's critical for cleaning out the closets in your life that you don't want anybody to open, to go into. And it's also critical to overcoming temptation. Yeah. When I you become know, I, transparent. I think, I think that is a key part, Wendell, you know, and, and again, it's worth noting for a final moment here, the whole crux of spiritual growth keeps coming back to our honesty with ourselves and yes. certainly cleaning out all of the sin closets, if you will, yep. before Christ, yep. but yep. keeping them cleaned out too. You know, the James one passage of that wise man that walks by the mirror, takes a good look and makes the corrections. That's the yep. wisdom that we want to, you know, really teach men to have. We spend so much time going back to the mirror on our physical, how we appear, not necessarily what we look like, but how we appear to others as opposed to how we are. Yeah. With others. And th that's a, a, a big one as well. Dale, yeah, this has been great. I, I, I pray that the men who are listening will be challenged to find a Paul, to find a Barnabas and to find a Timothy hmm. and to get actively involved. Every one of these takes time. It takes risk because you're in a relationship but the reward is unbelievable. And it's exactly the way God designed us. This, yep. is, this has been great, Dale. Thank you. Thanks, as always, for sharing your leadership. Your insights and your experience are tremendous. And we thank you. Thank you. There's additional material on spiritual mentoring uh, in Dr. Jim Grassi's book, The Spiritual Mentor. Go to our website, mensministrycatalyst.org forward slash resources. And you can find this along with many others that are listed there. Just a reminder that our episodes are launched on the first and third Thursdays of every month. If you've not yet subscribed, please do so on our website. Prior to this episode, we do release notes to go with it. Thank you again for joining. You are the reason we exist. I said that as we started. I'll say it as we end. We do all of this for pastors and leaders of men because every man deserves an opportunity to become an authentic, biblically-based man of God. Watchful.